Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where one and a half drunk people try and tell you everything you need to know about the NFL in its entirety, for you, for your sanity, everything you need to know coming at you in your ears. I'm the Unusual Greg, uh, Unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the podcast, the Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and Instagram. As always, my numerical colleague uh, in crime and of podcasts. Smith, um, I'm DRS underscore 1994 on Instagram. And I do love me a number. Nine, six. <laughs> I love the way that you sounded like you shat. <laughs> I love the way that you sounded like you shat yourself. Uh, Smith! Uh, Smith! Alright, so we done the NFC North. Smith, hit me with it. What are we doing this week? Uh, we have uh, the AFC. Guess which direction? That's right. West. West. Ah, oh, NFC, AFC least. What? Hmm? It's, it's a joke because the NFC West is always, sorry, NFC East is always the NFC least, so it's got to be the opposite direction for the AFC. So oh. instead of the NFC least, it's the AFC least. But obviously we're wrong. I say we as if you had anything to do with the decision I made. Um, I'd like you not to you know, rape our listeners' ears with those shit jokes anymore. Thank you very much. Now... Let's get down to it. <laughs> it's the only jokes I have. Okay, so when we're talking about the AFC West, what teams are we talking about, Smith? We are talking about those horsey horse Broncos, those lightning bolt chargers, those we've discussed in the past might be maybe slightly racist, we don't know, definitely less racist than the yep. Washington yeah, yeah, yeah. Chiefs. <laughs> and then the um ever, you know, living up to their name Raiders. You know, because like they're the, they're the, supposed to be the bad boys of the NFL. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. I I thought you meant that they were taking over other places in the United States. No, but most of them. No, they are just in... really like those crisp. <laughs> most of them have pillage, S- jail time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was your one fact that you wanted about them. Yep, and that was it. That was that was the only fact that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yep, so yeah, we've got the Horsey Horse, the Bolty Bolts, the Arrows, and the, the, the Viking? Well, not the Viking. No, 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 the, the, that's in the NFC North, we covered those. Yeah, I know, don't want them again. Oh, shit. Uh, absolutely. But uh, after the last episode, we had a little talk, we had a little stream. We had a heart-to-heart. Things that we couldn't get, you know... We got some rid of some that you know we, we just couldn't get excited. Over. What we, what we decided, dear listener, was that it was a bit too long. Like you know, it was to the point where I stopped making jokes because I was afraid that it was going to go too long. Um, so we've cut part down, we've trimmed the fat. Effectively, if we'd have trimmed too much fat, I'd have been taken out of the podcast, and we didn't want that. But we've done enough that we think, uh, and I say we as if I had anything to do with it. Um, we took a few things out and condensed a few stats. So fingers crossed, you'll like this one. Yeah. So 
yeah, all, all the stats that we didn't really have much to talk about, we took out. Uh, so what you should get from this is every stat in there is the ones that keep us hard. Like a good stiff D. P. Oh, okay. Right, so, uh, yes. Let's get on with it. Yeah. Um, so we'll just start with, you know, do you win, draw, loss? Yeah, that's the percentage it. that worked out last time because I, I don't think it was ever discussed at how wrong I was doing the percentage. Oh, it was terrible! Time. It was terrible. I didn't want to it correct was you, horrible. but it was terrible. It was so so bad. I forget how I was uh, the way I was doing it. So, for example, the Broncos won seven and lost ten. The way I did the last stats were to work out the percentage between those two numbers. <laughs> <laughs> like a moron <laughs> instead of just work out how many wins against 17 games which would be the actual percentage <laughs> it was so bad which is like, why when it was like go. oh this team's won 12 games or 15 games and lost 2 they had a 5000% win rate <laughs> like how does this make sense the lions after we finished i remembered how it works the lions won 2 games they had a win rate of 45% ah that's yeah, right yeah so yeah um so yeah <laughs> the broncos won 7 lost 10 win percentage of 41.18% that Chargers sounds about right. 1-9. Yeah, I know. Chargers 1-9, lost 8. Win percentage of 52.94%. Chiefs 1-12, lost 5. Win percentage of 70.59%. And the Raiders 1-10 and lost 7 with a percentage of 58.82%. Um, now, I will say, just for the the Raiders' like overall score and you know how far they got into everything... Yeah. Some of their stats really surprise me at how low they are. Okay. Or like we'll get onto like how many score like points and touchdowns and stuff like that in a minute that how many more were conceded against them than they actually scored. Yep. But they still made it really far and it, it like it blew my mind a little bit. So it's writing them. Yeah, I mean I say like the the thing with this is to remind ourselves is the the Vegas Raiders uh, as Smith eloquently pointed out, most weeks is won by a field goal. Um, a lot yeah. of their games, so you know that's that's one thing to consider when we go through these stats. Is that Smith is uh, you know remembering a lot of those those sort of games, and it, that that is one of the things in this that that percentage of their field goal percentage did not surprise me as being one of the highest out of the entire possibly the highest out of the entire NFL because I've not finished some of the teams yet um, that one definitely did not surprise me but just quickly talking about them obviously Chiefs uh, won the most yep. Then so Chiefs, Raiders Chargers, Broncos do, how much of a shift do you think there is going to be in that next season with you know the Broncos having Russell Wilson um, do you think they're going to be a contender for top, or do you think they they possibly just may, you know, bump up one place? I think one thing to re- remember, regardless of that Russell deal, is that the AFC West is one of the toughest divisions in football. Um, the Chiefs have dominated it for years, but let's not j- discount Justin Herbert and that 
Chiefs, uh, sorry, that Chargers offense, that Raiders Mm -hmm. offense is scary and their defense can do bits. But that Broncos with that Russell Wilson led offense can be scary. So regardless of uh, outside influences, those six games that each team has to play against their divisional rival are going to be hotly contested for who gets mm-hmm. out of that division and into the playoffs. This is going to be the the division to watch next year. Absolutely no doubt in my mind that this is the division to watch. And I, I think as well, just adding to that as well, just from the season just gone, the most exciting game that I'd watched the entire season um, was actually one top two, Chargers and Raiders. Yeah. I agree, I agree. That final game where either of them could have made it to the playoffs was honestly yeah. one of the most exciting games to watch. Yeah, that 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 game and obviously the Chiefs and Bills game were the two most exciting mm-hmm. games of the season mm-hmm. for me. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's that's what I mean. Like obviously, I know he's going to be coming in quite strong, but it is a strong division in itself anyway. So yeah. It's one of them where, like, whilst looking at it, I'm like, even though they're getting him, I'm thinking they may still just be, like, you know, fourth out of their division because they're fucking good teams. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I say, like, I haven't looked at the strength of schedule for either of these teams uh, going into the 2023 season. But what I'm going to say is, I say, six of those 17 games are against these opponents. And quite honestly, any of these teams could win those games. I mean, the Chiefs have been struggling, not struggling, but like they've not been the offensive team that they have been in previous years. The Raiders are an up-and-coming team. The Chargers are an up-and-coming team. The Broncos have faltered over this kind of five-year period. Um, And with the, you know, with the acquisition of Russell Wilson, they could be a great offensive team. It is going to be fantastic to watch. Talking of that, let's get into some fucking good stats. <laughs> I was just going to say, even just looking at the rest of the stats for obviously North, East, South, if I'm just looking at them, I'm thinking two teams are the hot contenders, two teams are going to be sort of rolled over by those other two. Yeah. West, you just don't see that. that it's no. just the entire, all four. Uh, but yeah, like you said, let's uh, move on swiftly. Woo-hoo! So um, this is the amount of points scored in total. And the amount of points scored, uh, amount of points conceded in mm-hmm. total. So the Broncos scored three hundred thirty-five and conceded three hundred twenty-two. So that makes it obviously a difference that they scored thirteen more points than their uh, opponents this entire season. Yep. Uh, the Chargers scored four hundred seventy-four points and conceded four hundred fifty-nine, uh, with a uh, plus fifteen on that. Um, the Chiefs scored 480 points and conceded 364, so they scored 116 points more than their opponents this season. And the Raiders scored 374 points and conceded 439, so they uh, conceded 65 more points than they actually scored this entire season. Bloody uh, hell! Like, like, like I said before, it's that's one of the. That's just like I, I don't get how they got that far. They must no. have. You know, won the games necessary. Then, 
and then the games that they lost, they fucking lost. Yeah, absolutely. But it it did make me laugh. To obviously, writing up the Broncos and the Chargers, oh, these are nice little plus, you know, points. And then it was Chiefs. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, when you see that meme of that that person who's like, oh, level one player, and you're handing him a sword and a shield, and it's this level hundred behemoth like blocking all the arrows <laughs> that are flying into his back. <laughs> I mean, um, the the Chiefs have always been one of those kind of teams, and I don't know whether that's their defense keeping them in in it or their offense storming over teams. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll have to, you know, we'll have to kind of get that stat up. Um, let's just have a go. Well, um, just just while you're looking up that, I'll just I'll read out the just the um, total touchdowns for those points as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Broncos in total scored 37 touchdowns and conceded 36. Uh, obviously, difference of one. Uh, Chargers scored 58 and uh, conceded 52. Difference of six. The Chiefs scored 57 and a diff- uh, conceded 43. So it's a difference of 14 touchdowns overall. And the Raiders scored 37 and conceded 51, which means opponents scored 14 more touchdowns uh, than the Raiders this season, which also adds to the effect of most of their games were won in the kicking uh, game. There you go. So, from what I can see, their biggest win was a 28 point, uh, sorry, an 18 point gap over the Commanders. Um. Even that nope. doesn't sound that big. Nope, nope, nope. I've told you a lie. I've told you a lie. Oh. Um, their biggest win was over the Raiders, and it was a 48-9 to victory, uh, oh, which no. contributes both to the Raiders' deficit in points and the Chiefs' benefit in points. I mean, looking at, obviously, all these points and touchdown stats the Raiders are the only ones that have less yeah like scoring points than have been scored against them in everything yeah yeah I mean which you know their 10 and 7 record makes them look fantastic if that's to be considered mm, yeah that, that, that yeah it does blow you away when you look at certain stats yeah. like this um but yeah, uh, in in those touchdowns, the Broncos scored twenty passing touchdowns and conceded twenty two. So they were a little uh, worse for wear on the passing game than the teams that came against them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chargers scored thirty eight and conceded twenty seven. The Chiefs uh, scored thirty seven and conceded twenty seven, and the Raiders scored twenty three and conceded twenty nine. So it's, it's a little bit strange with it, like the point difference that uh, the Chargers scored one more passing touchdown than the Chiefs because they had the ima- exact amount of touchdowns scored against them. Yeah, I mean but, that, that's that's like, one of those things where I've, I've said it from NSA. I know a couple of other people have said it. The Chargers are a pass-first offense. They whilst they use the running game, they don't have massive runners. Um, it, it is mostly they're they're trying to throw the ball rather than run the ball. But what what I mean is like obviously they've scored, they've had the exact same amount of touchdown passing touchdowns conceded against them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the amount of points in between, obviously, how many they've scored and how many they've lost. Uh, I know, getting on to it in a bit, they've had a few more rushing touchdowns scored against them. But yeah. 
that to me kind of signals that the like you were saying before, not just their offense is good, their defense has stopped other teams getting in field goal range yeah. as well. Because just like we've seen with the Raiders, field goals can win games, even oh, though like, you don't, they're not not too many points. But like keeping them out of that range can fuck a team over completely. Yeah, yeah, and it seems like that. That Chiefs have got that on on point. Just keep even keeping them out of that range, not just the end zone, keeping them out of field goal range as well. Which obviously the Chargers seem to. It might not be true, but like that's how it comes off to me. There, they might be a bit lacking in that front. Yeah, absolutely, and that that kind of reassures us when they went heavy um, defensively on the draft. So mm-hmm. you know, and and the the off season acquisitions, we don't know what they've still got to go. But I think if I was a Chargers fan, I would be hoping they uh, they sort out their defense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, rushing touchdowns. Um, so the Broncos scored 16 and conceded 9 with a difference of 7. The Chargers scored 18 and conceded 22. So they had 3 more scored on them than they scored themselves. The Chiefs scored 16 and conceded 15. See, uh, difference of 1. And the Raiders scored 14 and conceded 18. So again, eight, 4 more scored on them. I don't get... Yeah, it's one of them we watched this season and the entire yeah. season obviously I was complaining that they were winning by kicks but and it, it, it just, I think it just keeps evading my mind because I'm looking at touchdown stats and it's just making me think how did they get that far yeah absolutely absolutely I I, I completely agree with you but the, the thing that makes it all the more real for me is they're kind of they're, 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 that competition with the Chargers I mean the the I mean, obviously we knew they were close by the end of the season in terms of you know wins losses and this and the other but mm-hmm. it seems to me that every Raiders loss was a heavy loss and every Chargers loss seems to have been statistically you know on, on average a close loss and then a heavy victory or something to similar to that because um, you know you're looking at 11 plus 11 passing touchdowns to a minus 6 from the Raiders um, rushing touchdowns are minus three to a minus four, so kind of like a similar sort of thing from there. I don't know, like that, the, but the, that that points difference, that points difference of plus fifteen points to minus sixty-five. As you know, and for the if I'd have told you one team scored fifteen more points than they conceded, and one team scored minus sixty-five points. You know, yeah, I'd be thinking you were you were talking about the AFC South and that's you know, it, the, the Titans and the Jags. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely, and and if you'd have said if you'd have asked which team got to the playoffs, and I'd have told you it was the minus sixty five point team, you'd have laughed at me. So yeah, and then the the last touchdown stat is uh, just like any extra touchdowns made, so they're used from like interceptions. Uh, kick return, punt returns, that sort of stuff. I've also sp- spelt attempts wrong on it. I put the S before the T. Yeah, I just noticed yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> attempts. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Broncos scored one extra touchdown and conceded five. The Chargers scored two and conceded three. Chiefs scored four and conceded one, and the Raiders scored zero but conceded four. I think, especially for the Chiefs and the Raiders. The Chiefs, the ones they've scored, and the Raiders scored against them, they were from interceptions. Mm-hmm. I don't know too much about the Chargers and the Broncos. 
Because uh, to be honest, it could could actually have been from. It can come from a fumble as well, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one thing to note about this is obviously we were talking about the Chiefs' lack of offense for the st- the first half of the season. Um, you know, with that O line not allowing Patrick Holmes to cook. I think one thing to note about this is obviously their defense covered up for them when they had a lacking in offense. And that's one thing we noted about the 2021 season is that's what the Chiefs' MO was. So we just definitely keep an eye on that for the 2022 season and see how they stack up. Um, and then uh, on to you know, where the Raiders shine, the uh, field goals, um, the one amount they scored... The actual amount of attempts and then the percentage. So the uh, Broncos scored 23 out of 31 attempts for a percentage of 83.9. The Chargers scored 24 out of 27 attempts for a percentage of 65.7. The Chiefs scored a um, 28 out of 32 for a percentage of 85, 87.5. Sorry, and the Raiders scored. 40 out of 43 for a percentage of 93. I'm not sure you know how to do percentages. Um, that charges... Actually, no, that charges one is wrong. That is definitely wrong. <laughs> yeah, that is wrong. I'll find I have it as 88.89. Maybe I've put some other stat on there by accident. I've yeah. I... That, yeah, if they attempted 27 and they scored yeah. 24, that's not 65. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what that percentage is. That percentage is the pass completion attempt, not the field goal. That's okay. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, brilliant. Yep, field uh, percentage, 88.9 for the Chargers. My mistake, I've wrote down the wrong stat in the wrong place, that's why. There we go, change that now. <laughs> when you were reading that out, I wish you yeah, could have no, seen my I, face. No, because I, I internally panicked, but I thought I'll just keep going, and then I'll mention it calmly. But... <laughs> I you heard were you ever pause. so on the trigger. I heard you pause, and I was like, "Yeah, I paused at the I? Chiefs Do because I? I was like, wait, no." So I right, can read that. Again, Broncos eighty-three point nine percent, Chargers eighty-eight point nine percent, Chiefs eighty-seven point five percent, and the Raiders ninety-three <laughs> percent. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's the that's the thing. Like the, the Raiders, I mean, a Raiders. Attempts is 43, which is you know 15, no, sorry, 11 higher than the Chiefs, which was the second highest. I mean, to attempt 11 more field goals and score only three less than their attempted that's pardon me, sorry about that. Uh, that's an impressive stat, very impressive stat, and that's the stat that got them to where they got last year ridiculous very yeah I, I like if if they were to win on field goals and there'd be like a, a decent margin in between all games i wouldn't have minded as much it was the last minute walk off field goals that yeah because there was i think there was like six games where they did that this season mm-hmm. which is a, p- a percentage of five thousand <laughs> percent <laughs> 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 
I couldn't even get through the number. I just like drooled because I was laughing that much. <laughs> uh, it would only have been funnier if you just said it was a percentage of point one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it shows how they got to that point. Absolutely. Um, so the next one is uh, the first downs by penalties. So the first number is the amount of first downs they gave as a team by giving away a penalty, and then the first downs that they received uh, from a penalty that the other team had given. So the Broncos received 21 first downs, and wait, no, say that again, I'll say that wrong, say that wrong way. the Broncos, <laughs> the Broncos gave away 21 first downs and received 28. The Chargers gave away 40 and received 33. The Chiefs gave away 33 and received 33. And the Raiders gave 37 and received 38. So there's only the one team who technically gave more uh, penalties away than they received. Yep. Which yeah. was the Chargers, which kind of shocks me to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it shocks me that they gave away that many. Just that the fact that the rest of the um, division just weren't as bad, I guess. If you'd have told me that the Chargers gave away more penalties than the Raiders, I would have been shocked, um, and and color me shocked. I um, will do. What flavour of shocked? Can I be mint chocolate chip? I fucking hate mint chocolate chip. Well, damn. I hate uh, mint. I'm, I'm very sorry about that. Uh, yep. Let's move on. No, I can't be bothered bantering with you. Let's move on. I fucking hate mint. Um, <laughs> and uh, due to those penalties, the average yards per game they gave away due to the penalties that they given. The Broncos gave away an average of 41 yards. The Chargers gave an average of 60 yards. The Chiefs gave away an average of 54 yards. And the Raiders gave away an average of 64 yards. So, right, you specifically said then that you like, if you would have, I would have told you that the Raiders gave away less penalties than the Chargers. Mm-hmm. But they gave away the most penalty yardage. Yeah, yeah. Which means their penalties were a bit more serious. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, a, a couple of, like, uh, intrusions and stuff like that versus the raid, the Vegas Raiders, like, full-on beating people up uh, in the end yeah. zone. But like, as they're holding a face mask, uh, like, yeah. a full helmet, they're like, that's a face... How, how fucking is that a face mask? A PI uh, yeah. for 101 yards. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think uh, we discussed in the last one, obviously, that the Packers uh, are coming off as... I haven't obviously finished anything, but from what I know, uh, seem to be the most disciplined team in the NFL with the like least amount of um, penalties given overall. I know this was just the first downs and stuff, mm-hmm. but I think it's... Well, especially the Chargers, they've somehow got to work on that, but do you reckon that the first down ones are more than likely, um, you know, when the defense forces a false start? Yeah. When they're like two yards away or something like that to get that first down. 
Yeah, I mean, I say as as much as the offense has to be disciplined on those first down first down attempts, the defense can do it just as similar um, in a harder way. Don't get me wrong, but if the defense is disciplined and the offensive line is undisciplined, then you can absolutely get those kind of calls. Um, and then we'll move on to the total yards gained. Uh, so the Broncos uh, gained a total of. 5,881 yards, the Chargers gained 6,848 yards, the Chiefs gained 6,892, and the Raiders gained 6,425. Um, do you want to discuss that or do you want me to break them down into the passing and rushing first? Let's break them down to passing and rushing first. Okay. So out of those 5,881, the Broncos did Five, so yeah, blah, blah, blah. three thousand five hundred and ninety-three passing and two thousand and twenty-five rushing. The Chargers, out of their six thousand eight hundred and forty-eight, did four thousand eight hundred passing and one thousand eight hundred thirty-four rushing. The Chiefs, out of their six thousand eight hundred ninety-two, were four thousand seven hundred ninety-one in passing and 1,955 in rushing and the Raiders out of their 6,425 were 4,567 in passing and 1,617 in rushing. Just to give you a heads up, if you do any maths on those numbers, there are extra yards gained from extra teams and stuff like that. So those two numbers from the passing and the rushing don't necessarily add up to their total yards. Just in case you are like me and you realised when they were doing the charges that 4,800 and 1,834 does not equal 600, sorry, 6,848. Um, yeah, it does. It's from like obviously yeah, kicks uh, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's just that those main points of the offense are yeah. passing and rushing. It's not like. Yeah. yeah. But um, Chiefs uh, have. It's nine less passing yards than the Chargers, which, yep. you know, you've already touched on that the Chargers are a passing team, but they've also got over 100 more rushing yards. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's one of the things, like, as, as much as, you know, there are kind of big names on the Chiefs and whatnot, they've not done that much, like, dramatically better than the Chargers. Um, mm-hmm. And go from there i'd say like one of the biggest things about the the chargers for me and i do consider them a very good team in the afc is that they just need to sort their defense and their running game out and they could be a perfect team in the nfl um and uh, do you you think it's a bit strange that or or do you think it's quite normal that out of a lot of them even though they didn't have the most total yards overall they did have the most rushing yards I mean yeah absolutely but again you look at the the, the rushers on the Broncos team that is a scary rushing uh, kind of unit to go against so yeah not having the most yards overall but having the most rushing yards makes it very clear what the Broncos are about and where they think their issues lie. Now, obviously, we're talking about getting the Russell Wilson deal, um, but they've kept a good amount of their players. They could be a very scary team going forwards. 
they've got the rushing yards in tow. They just need to get those passing yards or those passing touchdowns in tow, and they can be a very scary team, which makes it a very difficult... This is what we're going to say about the AFC West for at least the next two years is is going to be a very difficult division to predict. And um, I was just going to say as well, especially about the Chiefs, I know obviously that's like the top out of these four teams in this um, after this season. Yeah. 1,955 yards, uh, rushing yards. A lot of that, well, at least a, a few hundred over the entire season, would have come from Mahomes. Yep. Because he is a, a he's not a, a sprinter, but he is a tricky and tricksy player to get around the defense and obviously uh, slides to get a, a few yards in yep. and stuff. Whereas Broncos, I don't, I think they're more closer to a pocket passer. In um, would you define Russell Wilson as closer to a pocket passer than Mahomes as well? So I, you don't, you wouldn't see many yards coming off of him in as an individual. In that way, in, in a comparison, I absolutely would. I would absolutely say that Russell Wilson is much more of a pocket passer than Patrick Mahomes. Um, given some of the pocket passers we've properly seen over the past 10 years, I would absolutely dispute the fact that Russell Wilson is a pocket passer. He knows when to hand it off and he knows when to make a run for himself. But at the end of the day, Russell Wilson knows that his best asset are his hands and throwing it down rather than making a leg for it himself. Um, and then uh, within those passes as well, they've got the um, amount of passes completed, the attempts, and then hopefully this is the actual percentage. These are percentages from somewhere else. By <laughs> uh, so the Broncos completed 354 passes of... 541 attempts for a percentage of 65.4. The Chargers completed 443 of 674 for a completion percentage of 65.7. The Chiefs uh, completed 448 of 675 attempts for 66.4%. And the Raiders completed 429 of 628 for 68.3%. Um, so it's, it's quite strange as well that the completion percentage for the Raiders is the highest. Doesn't surprise me at all. Um, it's one of the things we said about uh, Derek Carr at the start of the season is that he is doing very, very well at completing passes. Um, you know, he had one of the highest QB ratings of the first seven weeks, I think, if my memory serves me correctly. But he had a very good, some would say, um, MVP caliber season uh, if you'd cut it off at the first seven games. Just a lot, a lot of the games I... I can remember in my head at the moment if uh, Derek Howe were where there was a lot of pressure on him consistently mm. and he just threw it out into the sidelines. Um, so there's nothing that really like stands out uh, for me of, of him you know, com- completing. Um, I guess I can just go 
go back and rewatch that season. We've got a few more months before the next season begins. Well, that's it. That's it. But I mean, you think about the the kind of people he was thrown to. Henry Hunter Renfro, very very you know clutch passer when he needed to be. Darren Waller um, was a very very good tight end and honestly one of the best Raiders on that team at that point. And to say they had a, a a plethora of people that they could have got to. Um, but again, we we we. I say it was talked about that Derek Carr might have been one of the best passers of of the 2021 season. Um, so we can't discount um, that that kind of form that he had. He, you know, they didn't get the wins from it, but I remember him being one of the best fantasy um, quarterbacks uh, for the 2021 season. And. Uh, do- do you think it's best that I, I continue on with the, the two next stats or skip to the uh, one about the player first? Uh, no, no, no. Do it the way you've got it. Okay. So um, the next stat is their attempted third downs uh, with how many completed and obviously the percentage of how much uh, that was. So the Broncos uh, completed 82 of their 213 third downs for a percentage of 38.5%. Chargers completed 100 of 221 attempts for 42.25%. The Chiefs uh, completed 107 of 205 for 52.2%. And the Raiders completed 77 of 206 for 37.8%. I'll quickly just skip into the next one. It's just the exact same, but for fourth downs, Broncos completed 16 of 28 for 57.14%, uh, 57.14%, I should say. The Chargers completed 22 of 34 for 64.71%. The Chiefs completed 10 of uh, 15 for 66.67%. And the Raiders completed 12 of 19 for 63.16%. Uh, the only reason I skipped to the fourth ones as well is because they all had a much much better completion percentage when they were on fourth down than third down. Yeah, and I, at, le- I, at least ten percent by all of them. Yeah, absolutely. And I say it's one of those things where, like, third down is your caveat. At the end of the day, fourth down is a prayer and a chance sort of territory, um, where a lot of defenses kind of take it easy on fourth down even though it could potentially close out a lot of games third down is the one where everybody goes hardest because at the end of the day if you're in certain territories you're either holding them to three points or you're holding them to a punt and that's where most most teams will go hard on defense you know with over a blitz package or depending on what kind of offense you've thrown at them so far a very heavy nickel package and go from there um it surprises me that the worst third down percentage is the Raiders. I thought that would have been the Broncos, considering what they kind of were, were aiming at that point. Um, it does it does surprise me that the Chargers had the second best um, because of how pass heavy they were. I was quite surprised that they didn't have like a couple of breakups or something like that. That just pushed them to that line on uh, on third down. Um, I will say that obviously, yeah, the, the Raiders have the worst, but it's only by point seven percent. Oh yeah, 
but it's extremely close with the Broncos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, like you say, obviously with the fourth down as well. Like um, it's sometimes it's you know an all or nothing thing. Um, it does. I think it does kind of relate to how like they've played this season that the team who did the most all or nothing thing was was the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. But I I think that I look. I'd liken that stat to because of how Herbert is as a passer. Yeah, because absolutely. He is a very long thrower or you know hard thrower, and sometimes it those when they put get pulled off are fucking amazing. But absolutely, they have the lowest, possibly the lowest percentage of actually coming off. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's that, that kind of fourth really down. Special. You're probably looking at more in the region of ten you know, seven to ten yards and then getting mm. fifteen of it. You know what I mean? So you're not looking at running those sort of things and I say with the Chargers having a high reliability on Herbert's arm, you're looking at, you know, third sorry, fourth and six, fourth and seven, fourth and eight. That's when they're gonna go for it sort of thing. Um and and hey, pull it off. And and I think as well with the uh Chiefs being the least amount of times they were in fourth down, uh, it just shows that their, you know, their offense was able to keep them out of that position. So most of their games were on first, second, or third down. They never yeah. really reached a fourth down too many times because they were able to get the first down. Uh, yeah, and those those kind of fifteen attempts, again, they will probably be in game winning drives uh, or mm. you know game defining drives. Um, and go from there you know where where if they don't get some kind of points in that drive they are out of the game um and go from there so yeah no i say it doesn't surprise me that the chiefs weren't in those kind of positions too often and i think think as well like uh with next season the raiders will have much better stats in that because of um your sadness of adams <laughs> going to them because he is a pull this in master Either that, or they won't get to third and fourth down enough to yeah. for it to be a stat. Yeah, there's their their stat will be oh, attempted fourth downs one completed one one hundred percent. The uh, next stat is the uh, player on the receiving court with the uh, most yards after catch. So the Broncos uh, had Javante Williams. Who is a running back for 343 yards? The Halo confirmed. Are... What? 343. Three, oh, three, three. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know what the fuck you were on about for a second. Um, you have no charges... idea how long I've been planning that joke. As soon as, like, I literally opened up the spreadsheet today, so 343, three, and it's like, I know what I'm doing with that today. <laughs> See, you, you. It's because you, sh- you. It's not the number. That, it's because you shouted confirmed. I was like, which number have I fucked up on now? <laughs> how have what? How have I done maths wrong now? <laughs> uh, so there's a bit of an internal panic from me from that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the Broncos, the Chargers uh, with Austin Eckler. Uh, running back for 627 yards. The Chiefs was uh, Travis Kelsey for a uh, tight end for 564 yards. And the Raiders were uh, was Hunter Renfro uh, 
uh, wide receiver for 452 yards. Um, I know we did discuss in the last one, I think it may have been the three teams had wide receivers as their uh, play with the most yeah. yards after catch, and one had a running back. Um, this time it's kind of just one with the wide receiver, one with yeah. a tight end, and then two with running backs. I've got to ask, how much did um, did special teams play a factor in this? Because I know Hunter Renfro was one of their main special teams kind of uh, receivers for that sort of thing. So I don't know whether that made an impact on this stuff. As far as I know, it was from... Re- the, the stats were from receiving only. Okay. Not like returns or anything like that. Yeah. So it... It was part of their receiving um, stats. So, as far as I'm aware, that is literally just from passes. If that that that's that makes sense, um, given the Travis Kelsey's kind of score, uh, as I know he's one of those bigger dudes that kind of gets it and goes. Um, the fact that the Austin Eckler stuff kind of surprises me how much um, See, it I- was. See, I think the difference between Austin Eckler and Travis Kelsey would be that Travis Kelsey is a big dude and has maybe bounced off a few tackles and kept going, whereas Austin Eckler has had space yeah. to bolt as fast as he can. I like what you did there. Yeah. Bolt up. Um, do you have anything to say about your Halo one? Um, Javante Williams is one of those kind of big dudes who will bulldoze people um i don't think he's as much as a option in the receiving game as many of the other running backs that we've talked about so that one doesn't surprise me as much and i will say about him as well because um this is part i did a a little uh, stats thing about uh stat fact a small stat fact uh, about this um the Top five players for the Broncos uh, who had the most yards after catch. There was only one wide receiver in those top five who was fourth. It was Tim Patrick with 202. The others were tight ends Noah Fant and Albert Akwubunum. Akwubunum? Akwubunum? And uh, the other one was another running back, uh, Melvin Gordon the third. Yeah, uh, don't quote us on percentages or sorry or how to pronounce names. Um, but yeah, so, so like, I think that likens their game to you know how we went before with they had the most. Uh, rushing yep. yards. I know these are you know yards after catch, but. In all those players, there's only one wide receiver, where the others are tight ends and running backs. Yeah, absolutely. And so we'll, they're focused more on the strength more than the agile. And yeah, but not only that, is you've got to question their receiving game. Like you can't just look at their wide receivers and go, "Well, they are lacking." You've got to look at the delivery that they had. Um, but you've got to look at the kind of uh, the the quality of the passes that they were looking to receive. Um, so it may be a quarterback issue more than just a receiver issue. Uh, and then after this, we're moving on to uh, a bit of tackle stats. So the just 
overall amount of tackles from this team. Broncos tackle for a total of 1,076 times. The Chargers tackle for 1,260 times. Chiefs for 1,123. And the Raiders also for 1,260 times. Yeah, I mean, impressive amount of tackles. Um, the, the fact that I always find it so fascinating when teams line up on the amount of tackles, considering they're in the thousands. Yeah, it's insane. I think it's I think it's insane when any stat lines up. Even, I know obviously it's not in the thousands, but some of them uh, in the hundreds. Yeah. For the amount of you know passes that they've done, or the amount of completed passes, and some sometimes they just line up completely. It's really weird. Very um, much so. And then um, out out of those tackles, the specific players who have had the most individual tackles uh, for the Broncos, it was Kareem Jackson who is a safety for eighty eight tackles. Um, the Chargers had Kazir White, who's a linebacker for one hundred and forty four. The Chiefs had Nick Bolton, a linebacker for 112, and the Raiders had Denzel Perryman, linebacker for 154 tackles. <clears throat> so, uh, I, I want to say as well, just for the, the Broncos again, with these tackling, um, out of their top six individual tacklers, who all had 51 or over tackles individually, only one of those players was from the defensive line. Yeah. Everybody else was a safety or a cornerback. That's so I, I, I don't know if... I, I feel like that mainly says how shit that defensive line was, that it was just so easy to get past. But yeah, it could do. You know, it, it could be just you know the, the amazing offences that have, they just can't come back for some reason. It, it surprises me that, um, you know... I mean, we're probably going to talk about him... One of the Bosa bros, Joey Bosa, wasn't uh, the, the highest tackler for the Chargers because he is an absolute menace when it comes to tackles and sacks. Um, now, it could be that he's mostly aiming for the sack sort of thing, side of things, but for him to not be involved, he was probably like third uh, for the Chargers. But I've I, I got to say, you know, for, for Joey Bosa to not be the name for, for the Chargers does surprise me. I was going to bring up because he did mention about uh, Joey Bosa, mm -hmm. uh, obviously with that little gap, we, I was able to look it up, but uh, to, he was uh, ninth. Really? Technically, technically drew eighth, because him and Jerry Tillery both got a uh, 51 individual sacks. Individual fucking tackles, not sacks. Jesus Christ, that'd be insane. 51 sacks, Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was... Joint eight. That's that's insane to me, but I guess like when you're focusing on yeah stopping the QB, maybe you, your tackles take a little bit less. But yeah. Mm. And um, out of those as well, there was only him, the person he's joining eighth with, the person in seventh, who played sixteen games, and Kazir White, who got the most amount of total tackles, who played seventeen games. Everybody else played fifteen or fourteen games. Oh, there you go. So they played less games and still. Got more. Um, okay. yeah. So this was on to the um, sacks made and the amount of yards they made their opposition lose due to those sacks. 
So the Broncos uh, got a total of 36 sacks and made their opponents lose 249 yards. The Chargers got 35 sacks and made them lose 231. The Chiefs got 31 sacks, uh, losing 209 yards. And the Raiders uh, got 35 sacks for 207 yards lost. So it's um, quite strange that you know we were going on before about you know certain stats lining up. The Chargers and the Raiders obviously got the exact same amount of sacks, but the Chargers forced the opposition into losing more yardage over the yeah. total. Yeah, twenty-four more yards. That's Do you think heavy. it's weird that the Broncos got the most sacks overall? Obviously, only by one. I mean, for a seven ten team who we've talked about their offense not being, you know, the best, for them to still get seven wins means that they had to be doing something right. Uh, and we found out that you know their their sack to you know lo- yards lost or yards gained via sacks uh, percentage is 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 the better one of the uh, AFC West. Um, so yeah, no, that that kind of. It doesn't line up to what I thought, but it makes sense, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But do you know what? Like, obviously, you know, you, you just said, yeah, the 7 and 10 team, we talked about how their offense won't work until must have, something must have been working. Do you know who else had a, a record of 7 and 10? And we don't know what, 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 we know that things weren't working for them, especially on defense and sacks. Is it the uh, Chicago Bears? No, it's the Falcons. Uh, the other team that I don't like to talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the opposite of that um, is the amount of times this team's quarterback was sacked so uh, the Broncos quarterback was sacked 40 times and they lost 263 yards due to those sacks the Chargers uh, were sacked 31 times for a loss of 214 yards the Chiefs were sacked 28 times for a loss of 143, and the Raiders were also sacked uh, 40 times, but only for a loss of 241 yards. Um, now, it doesn't this does does not surprise me that the Chiefs were sacked the least. No. Um, it does kind of surprise me that they didn't seem to lose. They lost less than 10 yards for every single sack. Mm. Yeah, I mean the the fact is that less the closest comparison is the Chiefs to the Chargers. So twenty eight sacks for one hundred and forty six yards loss versus thirty one for two hundred fourteen. comes with experience. Patrick Mahomes knows when to take a sack, rather than Justin Herbert trying to force somebody to, uh, you yeah. know, get open to then get, not get. Uh, the pass off, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. that seventy yards difference is experience over three sacks. You know, that's yeah. that's 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 the comparison we should draw from this. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously when we're talking about the Broncos and the Raiders, both had forty yards uh, sorry, forty sacks for only eighteen yards difference. Sorry, uh twelve y- twenty two yards difference. I'll get maths right eventually. Um and so will I. <laughs> um, it's good, funny as well because I'm good at maths, I'm shit at English, but for some reason, when I'm doing this, I completely fuck everything up. So I'm just shit at both. So, um, 
<laughs> but it, it just goes to show that the the defenses for the Broncos and sorry the offensive lines for the the Broncos and the Raiders were equal, but they just the Raiders somehow managed to get a little bit of better a percentage from it. Um, if I say like one of the things that we are drawing from these is where each team needs to kind of step their mark up and if the Raiders want to make that step up from this year and challenge the Chiefs for the titles of title of the West they need to step up in their own line now when you are considering what they've got as an outlet now in the terms of Hunter Renfro Devontae Adams is going to be their main outlet not concerned with Darren Waller or their running game they might have a better chance to not be in a position to take those sacks or have that decision forced upon them of where we're going to take these sacks. So we're kind of looking at those kind of um, step-ups for the 2022 season. Um, And then a part of those uh, sacks uh, or sack stats uh, would be the specific players who gained the most individual sacks. Um, Shelby Harris for the Broncos, who is a defensive end, uh, got six individual sacks. Uh, Joey Bosa, linebacker for the Chargers, got 10.5. Chiefs was Chris Jones, who is a defensive tackle for 9. And um, Yannick Ngokwe. Yeah, yeah, Yannick Ngokwe for defensive end for 10. So only 0.5 behind Joey Bosa. Yeah. Amount of individual sacks. And even Chris Jones was up there as well. It was just the. The Broncos, who um, had the lower end of the individual sacks, yeah. but uh, if I remember correctly, I think their theirs was a bit more spread out than the other teams. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't surprise so, yeah. me that Joey Bosa had the most. Uh, he's been one of those guys consistently, like his brother Nick Bosa, uh, to be one of those QB threats. Um, yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, looking at it. Um, Joey Bosa, obviously, most amount of sacks in this division. Um, the next person with the most amount of sacks for the Chargers was 5.5 less. Jeez. So theirs was solely focused on, on Bosa's for that, that yeah. start. I'm assuming the same for the Chiefs and the Raiders, whereas the uh, Broncos seem to be a bit more spread out. Um, moving on uh, to the interceptions. So the first number is the amount of interceptions the defence of this team caught and the yards they yards yards, yards they gained from uh, those interceptions um, and then the other is the amount of interceptions they, the uh, quarterback of this team thrown uh, and the yards that that other team gained because of that interception so the Broncos caught 13 interceptions and gained 221 yards from those their quarterbacks threw nine interceptions um, and the opposing team gained 134 yards from that. Chargers uh, caught 11 interceptions for a total of 70 yards, threw 15 interceptions for a total of 167 yards. The Chiefs uh, caught 15 interceptions for a total of 160 and threw 13 for 77 and the Raiders caught six interceptions for a total of 68 yards. Oh, so close. And <laughs> the, uh, threw 14 for a total of 193 yards. 
some pretty interesting stuff there. I mean, like when you're talking about the the defenses, especially the Broncos, to get what about 15, 16 yards per interception caught for that defense is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's got to be the one of the highest, you know, yards per interception in the league. Um, the Chargers throwing for fifteen. Uh, for 167 doesn't surprise me because, as I say, one of the things that you know myself and Fenners especially have said is that we see Herbert as a gunslinger. And one of the things we saw about the previous gunslinger that we all will recognize in the fact of, um, you know, the great man Brett Favre himself was that he had a great many interceptions uh, going forward. So that that kind of doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, I say that. That, that that stat itself in compared to the rest of the AFC West is... But even just looking at that, obviously, they're so close that the Chargers threw 15, the Chiefs threw 13, and the Raiders threw 14, but the Raiders lost the most amount of yards, Yeah. and the Chiefs, even though they only threw two less, recept- uh, two, two less interceptions than the Chargers... Almost a hundred less yards. Yeah. To be honest, exactly ninety yards less. Yeah. Than the Chargers. So that that shows that even when they do fuck up, they are still on the ball. They are on it straight away. Yeah, absolutely. And I say that could be a result of the interceptions or on short passes or on high mm-hmm. pressure situations. You know when. Yeah. You know, it's kind of thrown into the line of scrimmage more than anything else. So it could be that Patrick Mahomes knows. If he's going to throw a risky pass, it's a risky pass that you throw short. Whereas Justin Herbert, as I say, we're we're talking about the gunslinger mentality, is I'm either going to get 50 yards on this pass or the opponent's going to get 20 yards from it. You know, that gunslinger mentality of that ball's going there, it doesn't matter who gets it as long as somebody is there to claim it sort of thing. As I say, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not necessarily a good thing. Um, that Patrick Mahomes experience in the AFC West is going to prove the difference maker, in my opinion, uh, because he knows to when to throw the risky passes if there's going to be somewhere there to cover it up. Um, and then uh, finally we uh, move on to the kicking. So the uh, longest kick uh, with the average uh, for the Broncos... Uh, Sorry, this is kick returns, I should say. Um, <laughs> not just kicks. Because <laughs> I was going to say, those stats are pretty pathetic for st- just yeah, kicking. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so, yeah, these are kick returns and the average on their return. So, the Broncos' average were, uh, longest was 26 returning and average was 16.2. Uh, the longest for the Chargers was 10. Maybe I've got that mixed up. That it looks like you've got, the re- got that mixed up, especially if they're... Average was 25. Yeah. I must have put them the wrong way around. Yeah. So. <laughs> the longest kick return for the Chargers would be 101. And their average is 25. That, that's what I've done there. I've missed the one off. Okay. Yeah, there you I've go. i put 10 instead of 101. So that <laughs> the longest is 101. Ah, uh, that's why it's fucked it up because it put it as a date. Look at it. <laughs> The 101st day of the 25th month of 2022. Yeah. So there we go. So the longest is 101 for an average of 25. 
the Chiefs longest was 39 for an average of 24.8 and the uh, longest kick return from the Raiders was 34 for an average of 19.8 um, so pretty sure that's where one of the uh, extra touchdowns from the Chargers came from <laughs> I think you might be there I think you might yeah. be there either then or other people are bad at maths too <laughs> <laughs> They meant to put 11, accidentally put a zero in between. <laughs> um, yeah, um, coming on to like, the, the next stat of the punts as well, um, it surprises me that, like, so the Broncos' longest kick and punt return are a difference of a yard. Obviously, I don't expect punt returns to be that big. The Raiders' punt return is... A couple of yards higher. Yeah. Um, but do you, do you think, obviously, like you said, it, it's just dependent on that specific situation where he's, you know, gone into open space, whereas a kick return isn't really into open space, is it? It's quite plan- a lot more planned out. Very much so, yeah. No, I say, when, when you're talking about kicks versus punts, kicks, you are, you know exactly what's about to happen. You know, there are, the, 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 the kicking team is about to be on the line waiting for that kicker to go, whereas punts, you have to have a certain amount of personnel covering the kicker just in case they either scramble or throw it or this and the other. You've got to be a lot more cautious on punts than you have kicks. Now, mm-hmm. in that kind of regards, when you're talking about how you are going to receive them, you know for a fact that if you are receiving a kick, it's going to be in one of three kind of quadrants, either the left, the middle, or the right. With a punt, it can be anywhere from, you know, a short punt to a long punt to on the touchdown line to going past it for a touchback. There are so many other issues you have to be aware of, especially in the kinds of like a booming punt or a short punt or this, any other. I think to cover a punt is a lot harder than it is to cover a kick. Um, so I'll just quickly mention those stats as well. Obviously, the longest punt uh, return for the Broncos was 25 for an average of uh, 8.2. Uh, the Chargers' longest was 15 for 5.9. The Chiefs was 37 for an average of 12. And the Raiders was 41 for an average of 90, uh, sorry, 9.7. Uh, I was going to say 19.7 then for some reason, but 9.7. Um, I think it's extremely... I think it's quite fascinating. I won't say extremely. I'll say quite fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think to, to most people, none of this is extremely fascinating. <laughs> the the Chiefs' uh, average punt return is above ten yards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's quite a quite an achievement. Hundred percent, absolutely. Um, you know, with with. How risky it is sometimes to actually make a punt return, especially in the modern era of football. I absolutely can commend, uh, not condemn, um, the person who's <laughs> making those sort of decisions to actually take it out. Even for how dare you minim- make all these others look like fools? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like to make that decision to actually take it out rather than just taking a knee or a fair catch is is commendable. Yeah, because I think that's one thing that we discussed last time, where there was there were certain teams who uh, clearly were every time 
just taking a knee. So their yeah. stats weren't that high in that regards because they were they were never actually returning it. But yeah, I, I think that that one is extremely impressive. That it is over ten yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the radius is fucking close at nine point seven as an average. Yeah. That's fucking amazing too. Uh, because most of the ones that I see are usually six and below. I don't. I don't mean just in this division. I mean like across the entire NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think we we will just end it on uh, part of the stat that I couldn't find. But so I'll just say the, the amount of two points uh, conversions that they actually scored. Yeah, we the go. Broncos scored one two point conversion. The Chiefs scored two two point conversions. The Raiders scored two two point conversions, and the Chargers scored a massive fucking seven. Yeah, I mean, which I think again plays into the hands of Herbert, even on not on the long game, is a risk taker. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and so you got to think about the the kind of the coaching difference. Um, between the Chargers of 2020 and the 2021 Chargers, that they are prepared to make those decisions because they trust their quarterback to make those sort of those sort of clutch moments, um, and that will be the difference maker going forward um, in a lot of matches if uh, they are prepared to make those two point conversions and stick to those guns. Do you think that is that is a, a, a more confidence in the quarterback or a, a lack of confidence in the? special teams to even just get the, the field goal off they're like honestly it's it's a safer bet to just go for the two it completely depends on the situation if we're talking about you know f- first uh, sorry fourth and goal situations sometimes a kicker can shank it um you know not get the the, the, the kind of height they need instantly so you could be talking about a rough kicker situation Nine times out of ten, in, in these situations where it is the choice between a one-point conversion or a two-point conversion. No, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's got to depend. Big, a big sorry. example is sorry, your guys Packers. Yeah, who haven't don't have an amazing special teams, but you, you still don't see them not relying on them for the yeah game. sorry i i misunderstood I, I i misinterpreted what the stat was sorry um yeah no so two point conversions it it's it's a ball game at the end of the day you are relying on it, it could be a bad kicker situation i mean green bay packers whilst they have a bad Special teams have one of the most consistent kickers in the league in Mason Crosby. It could be a a delicate balance in the kicking situation, or it could be literally the Chargers are a team where they're like, right, we're going to try and get as many points on the board as possible and go from there. Um, and then is there anything else that you would like to add or... Yeah, I, 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 one thing I didn't get was the amount of uh, players institutionalised uh, versus uh, years uh, sentenced. Oh, 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 I don't have that specific stat, but um, if I quickly look back through... Uh, uh, oh, there it is. Uh, only NFL team to have a player... to not have a player arrested in the last five years... Um, Chargers have zero, the Raiders have four, the Broncos have seven, and the Chiefs have eight. Uh, even when I sent you that, I was like, how the fuck are the Raiders the second yep. bottom? Yep, yep. Who uh, are these people on the Chiefs and the Broncos? 
they they must literally have like serial like marijuana users or like like traffic violations sort of thing like it's it's incredible the thing is though it says obviously the nfl seem to not have a player arrested could that count as part of their practice squad they're technically still a player i guess it's dependent on players under contract with a certain team Mm -hmm. so if you are under contract with the raiders you are a raiders player Oh, and I don't know why that that's just popped into my head. Um, it that's just completely reminded me because you mentioned the Raiders, something that I am actually quite excited about, and I do hope happens. Um, doesn't have to be specifically Raiders. I don't mind if it would have been any team, but there has been a specific player uh, having a bit of a, a training session at the um, Raiders, and the Are workout we... was positive. Oh. But there is no uh, si- no signing has been in- imminent as of late Thursday night. Are we talking about Colin Kaepernick? Yes, we are. Excellent. Yeah. It is long overdue that he got a full actual workout with the team. Yeah, he um, I, and I was looking at it's good. It, it I was I was excited by it to be honest. Um, he hasn't played in the NFL since 2016 when it all. Yep. Uh, begun, and the last team that uh, brought him in for a training session or a workout was the Seahawks in 2017, so the year yeah. after. And then there's been nothing since. Uh, but apparently, a big thing about this is, um, I think uh, there was an invitation to. Oh, he, he threw to undrafted receivers at the yeah. NFL scouts at halftime um, because of his former coach with the 49ers, and another potential link to the Raiders is because of. Mick Lombardi, who was the 49ers assistant coach from 2013 to 2016, so he would have been uh, with Kaepernick there as well. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's one of them. I'm not personally involved in, in anything like that. And obviously, skin tone wise, I'm white as fuck. So Same. it's not something that, yeah, is like, oh, it's, it's affecting me in a bad way, but I'm ha- it makes me happy. Yeah. And and this is the thing, like I I, I said for the longest time, uh, I think it was twenty eighteen. Uh, Aaron Rodgers went out with a serious injury, and I think he was out for about six games. Uh, we had Brett Hundley take over. I think it was I think it was for six games. It could have been less, could have been more. Uh, and I said at the time, we should get Colin Kaepernick in. Like he's a Wisconsin native. He loves the area. He's a free agent at that point. We should just get him in even on a one-year deal, and go from there. Now, obviously, yeah. with the NFL being the NFL, they blocked any kind of workouts or you know, made it difficult for him to get into the NFL because of racism, let's be honest. Um, but the fact that he's got a workout with the Raiders, um, it, it, it excites me because at the end of the day, this is a guy who wanted to kneel for the inequality that faced the, uh, the, the, the minorities, the people of colour in America, and not so long later, people were kneeling because of the, uh, the unjust murder of George Floyd um, because of inequality. So, if anything, he was proven right by his actions. Um, and we should... There should be an apology issued... Uh, to Colin Kaepernick for the unjust treatment of him uh, in the NFL, and the thing is as well, it's not, it's not even one of them things where it's like, 
he, he was standing up for some. He was. It wasn't a violent protest. No, it wasn't even like one of these protests where you see them like you know standing in the middle of the street and it just won't move and they're actually obstructing something. It was literally nothing. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, that he should be apologised to for that. It's a, it was a bit of a disgrace, to be honest. I think the worst thing about it is that he actually. Uh, consulted uh, with a couple of service members of the American Armed Forces uh, in the best way that he could kind of express his anger towards it. And they said, when we know that somebody in our platoon has been injured, we kneel until we know they are off, you know, they've been taken away by medical attention. So he consulted them, and it like at the end of the day, what he was doing was saying in his protest that the the minorities of the country, the, the, the people of colour of the American, you know, the United States of America, are injured. And he is kneeling until they are, they have the attention they deserve. Mm-hmm. That's that's what he was doing in that kind of protest, and again, he was doing it as peacefully as prote- as possible. He wasn't ignoring the national anthem. He wasn't standing in the dressing room waiting for the national anthem to be over. Yeah, it's not he like was... he was setting a flag on fire. Or exactly, something like that. exactly, exactly. And this this is what gets me is that when somebody does something at the supposed wrong time in quotation marks, and yet you know four years later. Everybody in the NFL was doing it. Everybody in, you know, the Premier League was doing it. Everybody in sports was doing it. Nobody was punished. And yet he was, he had his career effectively ruined uh, by his actions. And as I say, I support Colin Kaepernick uh, to the end of days. Uh, and the, the only last thing that I'll say on it is obviously before this. Uh, whole thing with us doing this began obviously my main source of uh, NFL was Madden mm-hmm. uh, for the past two three years of me playing it he has always been in that game there you go he has always shown up as like a, like if you do um, you know face the franchise or something like that he will always show up as a quarterback in the game still and it always like weirded me out that he was in that but he he effectively wasn't allowed in the NFL not that like nobody would take him on wasn't allowed there you go. And just goes to show maybe maybe Madden was subverting the NFL's expectations. But yeah, um so yeah, I think uh, we've ended it on with you know a good and positive note. We yeah. technically learned nothing from this entire episode. Like most episodes. <laughs> um uh, we do not register ourselves as an educational podcast. Uh, please do not <laughs> yeah, cite no. us in any dissertations, essays or news stories going forward. Yeah. We we would effectively be the um, informative podcast version of that video where that person's showing what shapes go into what. Um, <laughs> everything goes into the square hole. Every, everything go, fits into the square hole and everybody's just like, no, no, these are the facts. And they like, but square hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's we are the ass. square hole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I sound so wrong. <laughs> Alright, um, yeah, uh, um, thank you. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm hoping to do a few more of these in the future and hopefully get every uh, division out there before the next season finishes, absolutely. just so people have some information. And uh, also, it 
you know, it's because we can't think of content to put out. <laughs> it's either we can't think of put content to do, or we can't organise content for shit. So, yeah. <laughs> bear with yeah. us until the regular season starts up again. <laughs> so, it's it's best for us that uh, every now and again we just read incorrect numbers off a spreadsheet. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the best thing is, I have nothing to do with those numbers, so when they're incorrect, I can just laugh. I have no responsibilities. Um, Talking from the most irresponsible host of this show, thank you for listening once again to another episode of the Brick Cave Blitz. I have been your host, kind of, maybe, uh, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. He has been your statistician. Smith, uh, DRS underscore 1994 on Instagram only. You sounded much more confident this time. And from the podcast, The Brick Cave Blitz, Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Instagram. It's much more informative than the Twitter because I can't find the login. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, Thank you again for listening. Uh, Go, Pekka. Brick Cave Blitz!